Hi, LaRonda. Hey, how Cheers. are you, sir? Cheers. With rum and coke, you made me yeah, drink. Look, yes, get it how together. is it? It's good. Is it good? Is that okay? Yeah, it's perfect. It is perfect. Ah! Jeez Louise. <laughs> man, oh man, I'm going to have to have my husband come pick me up. <laughs> A little toast. <laughs> A little breakfast toast. LaRonda <laughs> Sutton is that. a legend in Atlanta. <laughs> Probably it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It is. Where? I don't know where. Where is it 5 o'clock? <laughs> well, no. 4 o'clock is the new 5 o'clock. This is what I heard oh last week. <laughs> you are so funny. So that's what I'm saying. I eat dinner at 4 o'clock yep. every day. <laughs> yep. Yep. What did I want to say? I wanted to say that LaRonda Sutton is a legend and that everybody... Uh, Calls you to do everything here. Some things, a lot of things. A lot of things. They call me to do a lot of things. Right, yes, right. Yes. And you landed in Atlanta in the 90s. Initially, the first time I came here okay. was... Uh, okay, so my first experience with Atlanta, that is just, you know, so mind-boggling to me when I think about it today, was I came here... For my very first experience with Atlanta was coming here for Freak Nick 1994. Oh my <laughs> yes. So yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so I, I was pregnant. Yes. Yes. In 94. Okay. I didn't okay, go. I stayed okay. home. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, I stayed. Lucky you. I, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed home. But for me, it was just, uh, you know, something I had never ever seen before. Because you know, I'm a you know. Uh, Cali girl yep. grew up in the Bay Area, and um, cool you know I was California working. Girl. Yes, yes, and I was working in Los Angeles at the time for a music publisher, Chrysalis, and so one of the acts that you know I was looking after and had just done a deal with, um, uh, and when I was in the music business, uh, was performing at Freaknik. And so, and I had girlfriends that had moved here after college, and so they were here. And so they picked me up at the airport, and they're like, oh, my gosh, it's Rick We got all this stuff planned. And I had never in a billion years seen a sea of people able to just party on the freeway, right, and party in the streets and party at the park yeah. and party at clubs. Like, it was a nonstop, like, for me, 72 hours of not sleeping and just hanging and, and seeing, you know, Biggie Smalls on the stage with Outkast and Jermaine Dupree having a party and Snoop having a party. And it was just, oh, my gosh. And, and, and really, it was all peaceful. It was no drama to me anyway. I don't know what was going on outside of my circle, but it was all peaceful. And then, you know, the weather was great, and then it just I just felt comfortable in Atlanta. And that's why I was like, I'm moving there. I'm going to figure it out. Whatever I got to do, I'm getting to the A. Because, you know, I loved it. And they did. And I did. I did. I came here uh, post-Olympics, 1996. Working for? L.A. Reid. Hello. Please yes. tell us a little bit about this man, because he is such a legend, and he is iconic, and I know that you did a fantastic job working for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think about that. Actually, whenever I think about you, I think about that. And I think about how a young woman, smart, 
young woman Mm -hmm. working for somebody that is he was already iconic then. He he was yeah. because he um you know he had done the group the deal and uh you know he uh was a his primary instrument I think was percussion so he was a drummer for uh the deal and you know he partnered with uh Babyface and they had uh formed their production company and you know he had gone on to produce you know amazing hit records you know, for everybody from Bobby Brown to, you know, uh, Perry Reed Pebbles to he eventually ended up marrying to, you know, Whitney Houston to some of everybody. But it was just really um, phenomenal what he did in deciding both he and Babyface to launch their company in Atlanta. You know, um, it it was just game-changing because they became you know, the talent magnet for, you know, this metro city, this metro area for this state. And so... And you were there. And 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 I was there. You know, they came earlier than when I got here. I think they would probably have been here at least five years by the time I got here. And so LaFace was booming because, you know, they had, you know, Tony Braxton. They had, you know, amazing acts come out of... Uh, TLC, of course. I mean, you know, so many acts. Parental advisory. How'd you get so the many. job? Um, I got the job because I was working at Chrysalis Music, and um, my cousin had given me a tape of of a Christmas of a Christmas album, and there was a group on the album, Outcast, and they had a song called "A Player's Ball" on the album, and I heard the song, and and I loved that record, and the reason I love Player's Ball because it it didn't have any real samples in it. Like it was, you know, primarily original music and original lyrics. And that was refreshing kind of at the time in hip hop, right? To hear all this music and all this instrumentation, you know, in that record. And so, you know, through the network that I had garnered in the industry between my ex-husband, Daryl Sutton, and and uh, him connecting with Ian Burke here and Ian Burke introducing me to Rico Wade and everyone... Um, I was able to put in a bid and to look after the copyrights of, you know, um, Big Boy and Andre. And so 3000. And I was able to sign Outcast. And, How you old know, were you? <laughs> I think at this time I was. You were young. This 94. So I was in my 20s. Yeah. I, was, I was in yeah. my 20s. And yeah. So, you know, it was just. It was it was amazing, We're and then our heads. <laughs> yeah. I was in my 20s, and then you know um, there was a company called Windswept Pacific. Uh, they were funded by Fuji uh, Music out of um, uh, Japan, and they had partnered uh, with L.A. Reid uh, uh, with Stiff Shirt Music, uh, which was his music publishing, and they formed a new entity, which became Hitco Music Publishing. And the goal for that music publishing company was to be, you know, a major independent publisher in the Southeast region because there wasn't one at the time. And so I was, you know, when they were, you know, doing a search, an executive search for people, my hat was thrown in the ring because I had signed Outcast. And so L.A., you know, of course, went to go look after... um, he wanted to do a deal with them, and their deal was kind of already done. And so it kind of put us on, you know, the same path and the same direction, same intention. 
and I ended up meeting with him at the Beverly Hills Hotel in um, in Los Angeles, which was iconic because that's an iconic place. And, you know, just the polo club and, and just the bungalows are amazing. I don't know if anybody's ever been, but it I is fabulous. Not. And so, uh, you know, it's the iconic. Every time you see Beverly Hills, it's always that pink hotel with the flamingos and they have the sign. So I met with him there and um, we had a great meeting. And both he and a gentleman, Evan Meadow, who was on the Winslet side, you know, they gave me the opportunity, said, you want to go to Atlanta? And I was like, yay, I made it because I told you I was coming. Right. I told you I was coming to the A. And so I had the opportunity to move to Atlanta, and the rest is history. Started Hickel Music Publishing with, you know, and hired, you know, the the, the uh, founding group of folks that worked there. Yeah. And launched it and uh, signed some amazing writers. I want to ask you to jump to today. Today, today, yes. today. What, Atlanta. what? It's March. It's March of 2023, mm-hmm. and you have a new company. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hear about that. Okay, so I want to make sure that that I have you at the top talking about this company <laughs> because yes. this is here and now, and it's, it's important. It's important. Yes. So I launched a company called uh, Entertainment Gov. And um, it specifically focuses on um, economic development policies and strategies uh, for local cities, for cities and governments uh, around film and entertainment, right? Utilizing film and entertainment. Um, You know, I was the founding film commissioner for the city of Atlanta, and Doing that uh, and establishing that office, I garnered a specific, you know, skill set. And I learned how to really, you know, uh, uh, support creativity within communities, right? And how to attract, um, you know, the entertainment industry to a community. And so I take that skill set that I garnered. And now I go to other cities, and I and and you know other cities hire my services to help them attract film and entertainment, uh, create workforce training programs uh, for you know create jobs, marketing for their cities uh, through film and entertainment, okay. you know, music, uh, digital entertainment, gaming, and so that's my business now. And so I did. Um, I created the five year strategy and uh, launch with uh, Shelby Jackson. DeCab Entertainment Love. Commission. I work with Shania Chavis to launch the and Marvin Arrington to what to launch the uh, um, uh, Fulton Films. Uh, I um, hope everybody's taking notes <laughs> on all these names and then googling them all in order because it's important to know all these players. Yes, yes, and then of course you know the Mayor's Office of Film and Entertainment for the City of Atlanta, and additionally the um, North Georgia. Film office wow. up uh, with the city of Dahlonega. What? So I've what? been yes working around the state. Okay. Yeah, yeah, with different people. With with different people because different we have different people in different parts of the state. Yes, yes. So like we, we have got the Republicans over <laughs> here and the Democrats over there. But guess what? The beauty of it is what everyone gets, everyone loves entertainment. It's the great equalizer connector. and the oh, great yeah. connector, yeah. and it's the conversation that. 
you know, uh, leads the way in any room, right? Who wants to talk about, you know, you get in a room with Republicans and Democrats, but then you say, you know, what's filming in Georgia? What was your favorite movie filmed in Georgia? Right. Well, that's a great conversation that everyone can participate it in. Is. So, you know, uh, it You're is so the smart. great— <laughs> You're smart. It is the great connector. It leads the— you know, it is the entryway into any room yeah. and to talk about anything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. cheers to you and your company. Ah, thank and Coke. you. I'm super excited about it. And you can reach me at LaRondaSutton.com or you can reach me at uh, EntertainmentGov.com. Yep. Yep. And you're on Instagram. Yes, I am on IG. I am With LaRonda your... M. Sutton mm-hmm. on IG. Yes. With your beautiful, beautiful face. Thank you. Thank now, you. When I first met you, you were on the board of the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival. Yes, still am. Great. Okay. Yes. Um, you are the, do I have this right, the president of women in film and television Atlanta? With no, 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 no. I am the uh, past president, immediate past president. Okay. We'll for, forget that then. For, no. women, <laughs> for Women in Film and Television Atlanta, also Vice President of Women in Film and Television U.S. Yes, Board Vice President, yes. Hello. Okay. Yes. Why? I, I wanted to ask you to go into Women in Film and Television. Yes. And that organization mm-hmm. a little bit and mm-hmm. tell women Mm-hmm. Why it's important? Like I just joined. Okay, for my, perfect. My first, yes, the, yes. For the first time this year, yes, I joined. Congratulations! Because of you, I joined because change. of Miranda. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And I'm gonna be coming to some events. Okay, great. And um, I just want you to talk about that organization. Like it's grown. Considerably, yes, it has. Okay, yes, okay. So, well, let's let's talk about. We can talk about the organization as a whole, and we can talk about it locally for Atlanta. Um, Which, which, where do you want to go? You want to talk about Atlanta? I, how did I want to talk a little bit about about the mothership? Okay, so the mothership. So the 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 mission of the mothership is to support women working in the screen industries. Right. Period. Uh, on all levels, yeah. from you know education and training to you know uh, wellness, health and safety. Um, to you what know. does that mean? Um, well, you know, in the last you know over the last decade, you know, women have you know increased in terms of of their voice and their and their presence on set, and we want to make sure. That in terms of you know safety on set, yeah, um, you know their working conditions are safe, um, you know because we we did have a horrendous accident that happened here with uh, Sarah Jones, and so we you know safety on set is a big priority, um, and you know what happened to the um, uh, to the cinematographer that was working on that movie, Rust, with, yeah, with, yeah, with Rust. Um, Mr. You know, Bald- those are, with Mr. Baldwin. Yes. Yeah. The, you know, so that sad. Was, the it, whole thing is sad. The, all of it is. Yeah. And so, you know, we want to make sure that the working conditions for, you know, uh, women, that they are safe on set. So that's um, a huge priority of women in film. In addition to, um, you know, opportunities and networking, making sure that, that you have uh, uh, mentorship opportunities yeah. and, 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 you know, being able to network with women across not only um, where you are locally, but nationally and internationally. Right. 
right? Um, I have a question for yes. you in there. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Which is about sexual harassment. Yeah, and we focus on that as well. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would really that. like to touch on that a little bit because, yes. you know, pre-2010, mm-hmm. um, you know, you and I were working, 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 working. Mm-hmm. And you're a beautiful beautiful lady, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that you experienced some sexual harassment. Am I wrong? I mean, you know, yes, I have I have experienced it. But but um, dealing with it now for young, for women is mm-hmm. different. Yes. It's yes. very different. And so, you know, when when I was coming up in the business, uh, you know, shoot the music business, but whatever, you know, entertainment business. Um you dealt with it and you sucked it up, you swallowed it yeah. and you moved and you moved on to the next thing as fast as you could. Yeah. And you really didn't make And you a hoped big, it didn't happen again. Or, and you hope it didn't happen yeah. again. And yeah. you re- and you really didn't, you know, report it or make a big hoopla about it no. because would I get the next opportunity? Would right. I be hired again? Am I known as this person that is like, ooh, whistleblower, someone, you Right, know? a troublemaker. So, a troublemaker. And so, always, always, you know, in my era, um, you know, quite honestly, I sucked it up, and I, and, and I dealt with it, and I moved through it, but today... No way. You know, today, no they don't way. Have, they don't that, have to. I mean, and, and, you know, the... Young women today have so much agency, and they take up space in a room, and they're able to, you know, speak their truths, and they're able to, and they have resources. Why and do you so, think it happened? Um, why did that? Why did? Where did that crack? Well, I come I'm, from. I'm going to say I'm. I'm not going to. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that I don't necessarily look at it as a crack because I, I, you know, I don't necessarily want to say, "Ooh, it was was, How was the Me yeah. Too movement." Yeah, I want to say that every generation. Right? Every generation, we get smarter, we get stronger, right? We know better. And when you know better, you do better, right? Right. right. And as, especially as women and, and raising our daughters and raising our children, not only women raising, you know, boys and young men, but also raising women, we're teaching them better, right? And so, again, you know, our children have far more agency than we, than we did growing up. You know, but I was just talking about working before the internet. Like, <laughs> you know what that was like. You made so, phone calls, right? Exactly. And so now the world is so much smaller, and you know, uh, uh, with technology and all these things, like all of these things have come into play for young people. So, which allows them to, you know, have uh, just again much more confident and much more, you know, uh, emotional intelligence when they're walking in, you know, when they're going into work into these places, right? And being able to have those resources. Now we understand that, you know, we need to have the sexual harassment hotline 24 hours. And if you feel any, if you hear anything, say anything, you do something about it. Yeah. Right. We have that now. Before that didn't exist in my day. Like what? Call who? What? (laughs) We didn't have it. No. So tell, I think tell that's no the, one. yes, I think that's the difference. Yeah. No, that's that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. When you started, wait, so I want to go back to WIFTA mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. the country, the mm-hmm. mothership mm-hmm. again. Yes. Um, how did you get attached to the mothership and become part of their executive board? Well, 
Which leads me to Atlanta, there we right? Go. Yeah. Okay, because Atlanta's women awesome. in film and television, Atlanta is really awesome. It was the second chapter opened after women in film and television, Los Angeles. So Los Angeles being that. the first, then there was Atlanta, right? Who knew? So, so when people talk about our industry and say that we're all brand new, brand spanking new, no, we're not new to this. We are true to this. It is. It was opened right in 1970. Let's say 1976, 77. Right, our industry started here in 73, up under Jimmy Carter, and so um, our Atlanta women in film and television industry has has been around for a long time. And so becoming um, uh, president of the board uh, for Atlanta, I was able to connect with, you know, women in film and television U.S. and also women in film and television international, WIFTI. Wow. So, okay. uh, and because our, our industry is booming here and... Um, you know, Atlanta is very prominent. When you when you think about our industry now and the opportunities for women in our industry here, uh, we are a rising star because women working in the industry here have a faster trajectory than probably any place else. Because Why do you think? well, because in terms of our business infrastructure, right, we are still creating it. And right, leadership we too, and, and, and the leadership like of it. You. We haven't been around a hundred years, <laughs> so you know we are still creating it. There's opportunity, uh, we, yes, and there's a great opportunity here. Come on, ladies! So yeah, come on, ladies! There's come here, make your movies, work on your sets, produce your produce your movies. Yeah, all of it. Open your companies right, right here. Come on down. We got you. <laughs> yes, and we're becoming. Uh, one of the banking centers yes, of, yes, of the world. Yes, we are. And so it's just a good time for We've got money. what I call, <laughs> you know, just, just our region. Yeah. Right? Um, it's incredible. You know, it's just an incredible time for us. All the, this, this high tide is floating the boats right now. How did you get the job with the mayor's office? How did that happen? Oh, <laughs> that's a jump. Okay, so I'm really uh, interested in, in well in um, how you've been blending the politics yes. with the entertainment biz yes. before the tax credits made everyone excited yes. about it. Before, yes. before. Yeah. So, um, you know, I remember you know even uh, working here in the in in the '90s uh, with Hit Club Music uh, under then Mayor Bill Campbell. You know, he would. He would host something at at City Hall, where uh, it was a it was kind of an event where entertainment met politics, and so he would invite all of us in the entertainment industry and all his friends, you know, on you know in in the government, and we would have you know just a a, a, a great networking time. So that kind of started in the '90s, and um, and working with. Um, you know, the mayor's office, I was brought in, I was appointed by Mayor Kasim Reed. And I worked with uh, Mayor Reed when he was on the in the private side of uh, industry. Uh, he was an entertainment attorney. And as an entertainment attorney, he represented on, on the music side a uh, uh, lot of acts. And so I met him because I was a music publisher 
and I acquired catalogs and I looked after, you know, uh, um, you know, I work with songwriters. And so if you were if you if you were an entertainment attorney and you represented a songwriter, I was your best friend. You're looking for me. You're trying to find me because I sign songwriters and I acquisition catalogs. And so um, you know, that's how we became friends here in Atlanta because he also uh Kasim at the time uh, represented a group called Noontime Music and they were up and coming record label here in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, and so because he was the attorney representing clients, we met and we became friends. And, you know, he had clients that I ended up signing and, you know, we maintained a friendship over the years. And so when he was running for mayor, you know, I had left Atlanta, you know, long before he ran for mayor. But when he was running for mayor, a mutual friend of ours said, you know, our friend is running for mayor, LaRonda, and we want to do a fundraiser. And I was uh, at this time working with Jamie Foxx. And Wait, they who? asked with Jamie Foxx, <laughs> and they asked, you know, can Jamie, you know, do a fundraiser for Kasim? And so uh, it eventually happened. We did the fundraiser, you know, it was, a, but it, you know, it was a process getting that done, but we did the fundraiser here in uh, Atlanta. It was successful. Uh, raised a lot of money for Kasim. We also did kind of like a, you remember we had a show on, uh, we had a channel on Foxhole, I mean, uh, called Foxhole Radio on Sirius. And so we did kind of like a whole campaign around, you know, vote for Kasim on Sirius Foxhole. And so he ended up winning. And um, eventually, a couple years later, you know, I told him I wanted to do something different. And he repaid the favor and said, you know, you want to come to Atlanta? And that's how I ended up coming here uh, and opening the film office for the city of Atlanta. When you did that, mm -hmm. what was the biggest hurdle that you faced? What was the biggest challenge? And how did you, how did you take control of it? Well, the, the, the biggest challenge at the time was that, you know, we had an industry that was running kind of... You know, on autopilot, like folks have been working here making movies 30 years. They had their whole like network and connection. And they kind of was like, there's always a guy that knows a guy that can get you your permit at City <laughs> Hall and we can talk. And so it was, okay, so you're going to open this film office to do what? And, and they wanted to make, you know, so there was pushback, you know, initially from the industry because they didn't want policies and, per, and procedures that would be prohibitive to the film industry coming here. They didn't want us to make, you know, the permits too expensive, make it too hard to move around the streets. They didn't want to make it, you know, too much red tape to do anything. So it was getting consensus and industry buy-in uh, from, you know, the state film office, the industry stakeholders, the local, you know, uh, locations community, because, you know, these things are really important. The logistics of how they move around the streets when, they, when they're making movies, I mean, it's paramount. And if, you know, we invite this huge industry to come to Metro Atlanta, to come to the city of Atlanta, right, and I can't get my shot, because I'm stuck in city council or I can't, you know, the, the permits a thousand dollars, you know, then it's prohibitive. Then, you know, we're not all working together. So the goal was 
okay, how do we get industry buy-in? Well, we make sure that the office was facilitatory and not regulatory. You know, how can we help? What can we do? How can we turn those what, you know, because in government, a lot of times government will tell you no, just because they can. Just because I'm not going to go outside of the box of the rules that I've already established, I'm going to tell you no. Well, the, the, the purpose of the Mayor's Office of Film and Entertainment was, okay, how can we get to the yes, and how can we make it a win for everyone? And so that was the goal, and so we came up with a policy, you know, uh, after doing best practices all around the world, right, of, you know, some of the best film offices around the world, we came up with a, a facilitatory policy that generated income for the time spent by all of the people in City Hall that were processing all of these different things. Oh, the arborist. I want to cut down this tree in front of the, you know, the the uh, <laughs> the archives building. All these oak trees, they got to go because I want to film, you know, Ant-Man. Okay, so, well, we know the archives building is going to be demolished. Let's figure out how to move the trees from there to someplace else. And we did that with Marvel. And wow. we pointed, it's a great day for trees in Atlanta, right? Because it was. Yeah. And so we saved the trees. Trees were moved. They weren't just going to get chopped down because we're eliminating the archives building. You know, the film office did a great thing. So well, he, just those yeah. little types of things. Little. That sounds like mass, <laughs> massive things. It was massive. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> what do you think is the city's greatest hurdle now with entertainment? Mm, fatigue. Neighborhood fatigue. Um, you know, a lot of the neighborhoods are, you know, being filmed in over and over and over okay. again. Like where? Right. Which ones? Like, like when you think about Emmett Park and when you think about, you know, Zone 5 is probably the most filmed in neighborhood. Which Zone is, 5. Which is downtown Atlanta, okay. right? And so you've got government buildings down there and you've got judges down there. And it's like, oh, my God, can I get to my car without the movie truck? <laughs> You know, so uh, dealing with, and, you know, with fatigue, with, and, and, you know, sometimes a lot of, you know, even in Los Angeles and New York, you know, neighborhoods, they, they do get tired of, you know, you know, filming on my street, especially if you have that picture as popular street. You know, you have a lot of that right. over, you know, in the West Paces Ferry area and like, you know, where we have those iconic homes and yeah. People love to film there because we have some beautiful it's neighborhoods. so, and we have some beautiful neighborhoods. Our downtown is amazing. It's beautiful. And so, you know, they get a little tired. So now, you know, the goal is, um, and this is across, you know, this is, this is a statewide initiative to make sure that, you know, uh, um, all of our neighborhoods, all of our communities, you know, uh, get the benefit of the film industry and the tax incentive and things that are happening. So kind of, um, you know, asking, you know, our locations and our filmmakers and our production companies to look at new areas, right? Um, you know, what's happening in Columbus? What's happening in Savannah is a beautiful place. When you think about, you know, Macon, Georgia is a beautiful place to film. Like, we want you to kind of spread out some. Yeah. Yeah. And there are... Definitely places to spread out. We've got mountains. Oh my goodness, We've North got Georgia! Coastline. Like when you think about 
when you think about Delonica and North Georgia, yeah. we have the wine country up there. It's yep. the number one wedding Nobody destination place for the state of Georgia. Did right. you know? If you no, I did not know that. It's the number one place. Wow. And so they film a lot of yeah. Hallmark Christmas movies up there, gotcha. right? Which is great. Um, and so, but it's a mountainous region and it's 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 beautiful. Yeah. And even this time of year, it's gorgeous. Yeah. So perfect for filming. So we want you to spread out. So. Gotcha. The industry, yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. That's good advice. Because so many places, like when you just think between, if you drive from here to Savannah, it's like so, like it's so much, you know? It's really incredible how the terrain changes just south of Atlanta. It does. Yeah. You it go does. from pine trees. Yes. To all of a sudden, <laughs> it's flat. It's flat. It's flat. And, and, but it's so beautiful. Like I've yeah. driven an early morning and to see the dew and everything is just so picturesque. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a great shot right yeah, here. We got, we got deer and here. alligators. Yes. Yeah. Some of everything. We do. Yeah. We do. So WIFTA in Atlanta, Atlanta's WIFTA. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, what are they doing right now? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, I think right now we just did a Georgia Production Partnership and WIFTA just held a mixer together. Okay, are you the president of GPP? I'm the co-president. Co-president of, yes, of okay. Georgia Production Partnership. How do you have time to run your company? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I do. I do. We kind of fill all that because, well, that's one of the reasons that I was attracted um, to Georgia Production Partnership because the goal of my company is to um, – you know, spread filming out and spread, you know, um, uh, film, television, music, and digital entertainment out to other regions, other, you know, uh, cities. Well, that's the same purpose of Georgia Production Partnership at the end of the day, to represent, you know, um, all businesses and everyone that works in the industry across the state of Georgia. Lane, are Do, you a member of GPP? You got to become a okay, member of you GPP. Join. Um, it is the oldest. It is. It's the original. <laughs> we got a new member. Thank you. Yay! It's the original um, lobbying body for the tax incentive, right? And so the founders of GPP uh, really were instrumental in crafting the legislation and working with you know Governor Purdue and you know our lobbyists at the time to you know really incentivize and come up with that peach at the end. You know, uh, uh, I love that peach. Okay, right, because it's so I do. important. I'm proud. And, I'm proud every time yeah, I see it. Right, and so when you think of you know Shake Griffin, when you think of Wilbur Fitzgerald and Rick Wrights, and you know, uh, um, you know all those folks uh, at Spivey from the you know state film office. He was a state film commissioner at the time. Um, you know, they really did something great with. You're getting all the industry studies coming up with our, you know, there was a business plan that was created for our industry to exist. And and we've exceeded all those milestones uh, uh, so much faster than anyone could have ever imagined. Why? And, and I mean, because... People wanted to. Because, because when you come to, when you come to Atlanta and when you come to Georgia, right, that was, you know, even before the film business, when I was coming here in music... And I'm coming from L.A. and New York, and I've, you know, worked in these capitals, you know, of entertainment. You know, Atlanta had a lot to offer, 
right? It had the lifestyle that I wanted in, in terms of, you know, housing. It had, you know, uh, schools for, you know, my daughter. It had, you, you know, things that I like to eat and and, right. and things that I like to do. And, and, and also it had culture and community, Right, so a and lot an of, airport, so, and and an amazing airport you that can you get can get out of here if you, you want get to, in and out and direct flights everywhere. To. So it had the stuff that that you know worked for me. So now, um, when you start asking, you know, people to come here to film, and they begin to see. I mean, it's just like when we had, you know, the the the. The huge surge after the Olympics. People came here and they were like, oh my God, this right. is amazing. This is beautiful. I can live here. It's clean. It smells good. It's gorgeous. You know, all this stuff that I like. All because, you know, people want to live where there's, you know, arts, culture, and entertainment, um, where there's great cuisine, where there's, you know, stuff to do and 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 great community. That's what that's where I want to live. And, you know, Metro Atlanta had all of that. Yeah. Right, and so that's why it's interesting because people that haven't been here mm -hmm. or don't really know mm -hmm. the city, mm -hmm. which are lots of people, mm -hmm. they just don't understand the uniqueness mm -hmm. of this mm -hmm. place. Yeah, and how I just we aren't perfect. We're not perfect mm -hmm. at all, mm -hmm. but with you know, go to go to any big venue or anything, and you're going to see, you know, white people, black people, everybody's moving together. Yes, and there's no problem. It's yes. it's the most unique thing. I've been to lots of other cities, as have you. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that. Well, I'm going to tell you, like, so coming from California, I grew up in a little town called Vallejo. Vallejo was voted like one of the most diverse cities in the nation, right? So I grew up around diversity. So that's that's always been my thing. When I came to Atlanta initially, I was I was enamored by all of the black professionals, right? Yeah. Yep. Like I was I was blown away that, you know, at a certain time I could go through my whole business day in certain areas and not have to deal with anyone right. white or that, you know, other than that, that, that kind of, that for me was a, was a whole different world because, because where I grew up, all the professionals where I lived were pretty much not black, right? right. You know, my dentist wasn't black, my OBGYN wasn't black, my, you know, all, all the professionals that right. I was around, they weren't black. Yeah. And so coming here, Right then, I could have a black dentist, a black doctor, but edgy. You know, I'm going to my daughter's school, and a principal's black, and so that was amazing to and me. These, and these colleges, and 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 the AU Center, and and the AUC Center, Incredible all, all colleges, all of that. Right, and the and just the love of education, yeah, and the love of like and and folks that are professional and suits. You know, whether you're black, white, brown, purple. Yep. I mean, it's a it's a professional city now. It's still a city mixed with everybody because I feel, you know, people say, like, they love D.C. D.C. is a total professional city. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's a professional city. Atlanta is still a city <laughs> with a mix of, you know, some of everybody. And so, not to 
that DC doesn't. Let me clarify that. But everybody uh, has this problem. Everybody, everybody has. Well, yeah. you know, everybody has this thing. Yeah. There, and and there's this government. Ours is government too, but theirs is really government. I gotcha. And so you know, just just now, you know, in Atlanta, when you go downtown. It's it's everybody together. It's a melting pot. When I go out, it's a melting pot. When I go, you know, just uh, I mean, like even church, still a melting pot. When I go to, uh, I mean, events, it's like a melting pot yeah. now. And um, I love it because for whatever you want to do culturally, whatever you want to do, there's an opportunity to do it here, right? I mean, like, just think about Momocon, Dragon Con. You can find your tribe here, right? Yeah. You can find your people here. Yeah. And in places like GPP. Yes. And Women in Film. Yes. And the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival. Yes. Board. Yes. And even the people that go mm-hmm. to see the films. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to find a solid, you know, white or black audience in right. any of those professional organizations. No, and 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 the goal of all of these organizations um, really is about the, you know, the love of film and the love of entertainment. Right. Right? And that's, that's what we all have in common. We all have in common we want to see the success of our industry. And even with the um, AJFF, their goal is to have, you know, those difficult, challenging conversations, having the having the dialogue cross culturally through the lens of film. Right. Right. And so that's, you're involved that's, in, in conversations about anti-Semitism. Absolutely. I'm involved it's in conversations fantastic. about about anti-Semitism and coming up with programming that 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 you know reflects that and 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 establishes the dialogue about that. And so that's what happens, you know, um, as a board member of AJFF and and out there speaking to all different types of communities and being a part of the community engagement committee with AJFF because Fantastic. you know we we have you know um, committees that reach out to LGBTQ LGBT, LGBTQIA. Very good. <laughs> I think I got it all. Um, you know the the. And, and films that, ref, you know, reflect that dialogue, you know, through Jewish lens. We also reach out to, you know, uh, the Latino community, African-American community, right. the the uh, Islamic community, the, you know, uh, uh, women in film. Um, we do a lot of uh, AJFF partners with women in film. So, you know, all of it is about, you know, having cross-cultural dialogue. Right and, and increase understanding and increase you know a better relationship. And you bring all of these different streams of professional understanding and experience yes. into your company. Yes, I do, and that's that's the great uh, benefit of working with me and and hiring my company because tell it you have a website i think yes Enter, uh you can reach me at larondasutton.com yeah. my website uh which also leads to uh entertainmentgov.com i want to ask you 
if you can pick three cities that you want to conquer with your company, where you're coming, <laughs> say, tell me who they are now so we can tell them you're coming. Well, okay. So, you know, this, this is what I'm going to say. Uh, within the state of Georgia, yes, yes <laughs> uh, I think I would love to work with um, the whole South Fulton region. You know, um, the city of South Fulton and, and beyond, just that just that whole area over there, because I think that uh, it's part of that, you know, the corridor. You know, we think of Cherokee County and all that and everything they have over there. It's part of the corridor uh, from Trillith all the way, you know, heading north. So going from south to north, there's a whole entertainment corridor. So I would love to work with those cities over there to make sure that, you know, um, everybody's benefiting right. from, from the incentive that way. Um, I know they would benefit from meeting with you. Yes, I absolutely. Know they would. Absolutely they would. And then, um, let's see, I would love to work with Sandy Springs. I would love to work with uh, Dunwoody. I would love to work with, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many places. We want to continue, know. like the city of, you know, the city of Decatur is doing great. You know, like the cab is doing great. I did a great business with the city of Stonecrest. You know, they have, you know, four or five studios in their area mm -hmm. now. Yep. Um, Our studios. Our studios with Ron Biven. Yes. We yes. just we just touched base with them. Okay, okay, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, and Monty Ross. Yes. Yes. Who yes. Is incredible. Yes. And so and you know there's so a good lot job. of exactly. And then when you think about that area out there, they have, you know, three ring Senelises out there now, which is an anchor, which means that, you know, all those surrounding communities have an opportunity to benefit, but you yep. can't you 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 have to have a policy or or procedures in place. So when these productions descend upon your community, they're, you know, yes, they're going to, you know, stay in hotels in some of the regions, but you want to make sure that they can, you know, that if they're using your parks, that, you know, your community benefits, if they're closing down your streets, if, you know, um, they're impeding the right-of-ways on anything, you want to make sure to kind of have procedures for them. Yeah. And you want to make it easy for them to film in your community. You know, you give them a permit. You say, this is the easy way for you to move around here. And then that way, everyone in the community benefits because this is revenue that goes to towards your uh, general fund that you really weren't even expecting. But yeah. now you can, you know, be intentional about it and get that money. LaRonda, <laughs> I'm so grateful to you for coming out here today. Thank you. We're here create we're here recording at North Creative Studios. Love North Creative Studios. In Midtown. And you are a rock star. Uh, thank you. <laughs>